Hey, it's Kathy. I'm just hopping in real quick to tell you that the doors are closing to the Abundance Method program today. That's right. May 16th, four o'clock Pacific time, we close the doors to this program. And I'm so excited to watch you change your life. I'm so excited to see what happens when you tap into the energy that is within you and you start to attract so much into your life and there's incredible synchronicity and you start to perceive what was always here in plain sight and that which was hidden becomes revealed. If you want to join us, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. And remember, those of you who sign up for the Platinum, you get the retreat included. It's going to be an incredible retreat. It's a three-day experience. You can choose between July or October and the July is definitely filling up. So come on in and join us. Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life. Hey guys, it's Kathy Huller. How are you? I love that we're doing this now every week, two episodes. Um, thank you for all your really, really touching DMs that you send me on Instagram. I read every single one myself and respond. Thank you for all the emails. Thank you for posting in the Facebook group. It is just, it's just so thrilling to see you guys busy taking action and doing the things that you really want to do, doing more of what makes you happy. It's like a revelation. I can't believe how many people spend most of their life not living life on their terms. So Thank you for letting me play a small role in that. It gives me a feeling of tremendous purpose to get to be in your life. And I love you guys so much. So I want to talk about a few things today. I wanted to remind you that you're already there. I know that um, you walk around feeling like there's this emptiness, that there's something missing. You just, you need this thing to make you more enough. I know a lot of people say to me, well, Kathy, I can't start this thing until I take another class or get another degree, or I just need to buy the right microphone, or I need to take this one online program first, or there's a lot of that. You know, we live in a society where you're constantly being told you should buy this thing because it's going to make you more enough. You know, if you want to feel prettier, if you want to be prettier, if you want to um, have better friends, then you should buy this outfit and buy this car and you should come on this vacation and so we're constantly being told this lie that we're not enough. And I think people feel that way also in their life, you know, until I check the box of, you know, being a married person or having a child. There's a lot of, I'm not yet enough. I don't yet have the things that I need in order to be this happy, amazing, successful human being. And what I really wish you guys could see is how close you are, how close you really, really are. And I want you to think of it like this. Imagine if you were not a great golf player, because I'm not a great golf player at all. I'm really bad at it, actually. Uh, so imagine you you go out there and you're like me, and you're just like swinging and missing like every time. You just like cannot figure it out. And then somebody comes over who is just like a pro. You know, you're talking about Chevy Chase in Caddyshack that person walks up to you and he's like this world-renowned golfer and he hits it and it's like hole in one. And he tells you, oh, you know, you just got to turn your wrist just a little to the right and just move your swing slightly this way. And he goes ahead and he shows it to you and you're, you're scratching your head. You're looking at it. And you're like, God, that's so subtle. And yet the ball winds up in a completely 
different place. Instead of like going through the trees and winding up in the lake, which is what I would do, it winds up right down the barrel, like going right into that hole exactly where it needs to be. And they say that it could be a two millimeter difference, a two millimeter difference. So right now in this moment, while you're busy telling yourself that you're not enough, you're not smart enough, you don't have good enough grammar, you don't know enough about business, your paintings aren't good enough, you didn't go to the right school, you don't have the right degree, you're not old enough, you're not young enough, you're not tall enough. While you're doing that to yourself over and over and over and over and over again, you're literally two millimeters away from starting down a path that's really going to wind you up exactly where you need to be. And you are already enough and you are already exactly how you're supposed to be. And I know that feeling, that feeling, that empty feeling, no matter what I've achieved in my life, as soon as I get to that moment, I move that goalpost and now I'm not there. I'm still falling short because I'm constantly moving that goalpost. And part of that is like insanity and it makes me anxious. And part of it, it's like constantly keeping me like obsessed with achievement. But it would be nice once in a while to to actually stop and enjoy when we get to a certain place. But what I'm talking about right now is where I see a lot of people getting stuck in this illusion that you don't right now have whatever you actually need to begin down the path that really is exactly the path. So the two millimeter difference that I'm expressing right now is you actually just getting that and knowing that and then just beginning. And as you do that, what you're going to find is that the clarity, the confidence, the brilliance, the mastering of it is only going to come as you continue to make stuff and be messy. And in that bravery of doing things that you think are completely mediocre, you're actually going to find that a lot of people around you, they were very excited about that yoga class that you thought it was like a complete joke. They loved it. Or those cupcakes that you made, people were really happy with that first batch. So when we're constantly telling ourselves it's not enough, it's not enough, what actually winds up happening, and I get I get letters from you guys about this all the time. You know, Kathy, I listened to you and I was so overwhelmed with the thought of putting something out there because I didn't think my writing was good enough and I didn't think the blog would be good or I didn't really want to start the Etsy shop. I only had three pieces of jewelry and I wanted to wait till I had a whole collection, but I went ahead and I put it out there and lo and behold, a lot of people you know, responded. Okay, I want you to trust your instincts. There's a reason why you feel like I don't know. Maybe I should go down this path. You're not a moron. Okay. It's either A, because all your life people have been pointing out to you, gosh, you know, you really are funny. Gosh, you know, you really are great at, you know, makeup. Gosh, you know, you really are great at fashion design. So that's one thing. You might have been given the feedback or you just really love to do this thing. You don't know why, but when you're playing violin, you're just so, so happy. It's like it stops time. Or you just don't know why, but you absolutely love to paint and you just feel like this transcendent feeling when you start putting that paintbrush against the canvas. So that's an indication that you are on the right path. And so probably right now, exactly where you are, if you could be brave enough to start putting things out there and sharing things with the world, 
two things are going to happen. One, you're going to be pleasantly surprised that you were completely qualified to begin. And two, it is the most important step you're going to take because that is the only way that you're going to start to gain the insight and the data to understand who am I serving? What does my audience want? What does my customer need? What are they struggling with? What would inspire them? And what can I continue to make with my skills that's going to light them up, that's going to make them happier, that's going to add something to their day? And so I hope that you guys get this because you are already there. So the thing that you're looking for, the person that you're looking for, you're looking for you as you are right now. Can I tell you what's fascinating? I go live sometimes on Instagram. I did this the other day and I've been sick the last few days and I go live. My hair is not blown out. I'm sitting there at my kitchen table. There's like a mess of like a book bag behind me and my kids paint brushes and you know, there's like cereal left out and I just go live. And it was one of the best live streams I had ever done. And can I just tell you that it is so refreshing when somebody just comes to the table as they are in all their brokenness with all their stuff and you show up and you say, hey, what's up? Um, how you guys doing? Yeah, this is me. I'm, um, I'm all these things, you know? If you made a list of all the things that you are, you're all of those things and everybody is also, right? We're all brilliant and self-destructive and anxious and amazing and creative and terrified and we've all been through trauma and we've all been through stuff. So why do we spend all this energy trying to muster this perfect person, this perfect image? What I'm trying to tell you is that right now, as you are with all your brokenness, it is so wanted and needed. And the more that you can step forward and start your shop and start your creative pursuit and open your class and start your podcast and start blogging and just with all of it, you're going to get better. You're going to get more brilliant. And as it is right now, people are going to love it. The more real, the more authentic, especially if you're willing, take people behind the scenes, let them know that it's scary, show them where you're at, talk to people, you know? with your bedhead, you know, like just be there. And what you're going to do that's even bigger than you even thought is you're going to inspire anybody who's listening, anybody who comes into your path. You're going to inspire them. You're going to give them permission to do what they want to do and know that they're enough. And we should all just get over this. Like, I need to be this perfectly curated version of myself in order for me to begin anything. Because you know what? It's never going to come. But you're already there. You're already enough. And I really want you to get that because you have so much to be busy doing right now. And if you knew that you could just be messy and broken, maybe you'd begin and maybe amazing things would happen. And you'd start to sell a few things on Etsy or you'd be invited to be a part of this festival or you'd get you know your stuff at the farmer's market. And then you start to touch other souls. And it's really simple. You start making things that you love to make and other people say, thanks. I love that. Make more of that. It's really simple. You know, it's like, imagine if you had bought Apple stock, which some of you hopefully did. I didn't. But if you have Apple stock, even if right now, let's say, you know, your bank account was at zero. If you had Apple stock, you would know, oh, I'm actually not at zero because I could always at any moment, I can sell this Apple stock. This Apple stock is worth a lot. You get what I'm saying? It's a commodity, right? It's something that you have that it actually is equal to, to lots and lots of money. 
you are sitting on the biggest commodity that this world has ever seen, which is yourself, your stuff, what you love, your art, your creativity, your empathy. And at any time, if you have the courage to put it in the world, you're going to be able to trade that in for purpose. You're going to be able to trade that in for dollars. You're going to be able to start living from that. You just have to know that that commodity is there and stop walking past it every day going, Ugh, what is it that I need? Do I need to go to the store and buy something? Do I need to take another class? Do I need to get married? Do I need to move? It's like, no, 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 no. You have all this Apple stock. If you need it, it's right there. How are you that like silly? Cash it in. It's right there. So it's right there. You are a walking commodity with the most incredible, special treasures. It's called your Eunice. And we all have the ability to make people feel seen. We all have the ability to come to business with that sort of mentality and change the world and think about inspiring other people and other people's needs. And we have the ability to use our skill sets and make music or make poetry or create paintings or open a restaurant. And we have the ability to do all of that with those incredible resources of helping other human beings to feel okay and to feel like they're enough. And then it's amazing what's going to happen. So, okay, let's dive into some of your wins. Let's talk about what's going on in this community because it is the most exciting thing in the world. All right. So here's a really cool, I love how all of these are so different. So Brooke posted this in our Facebook group. We have a don't keep your day job Facebook page, but we have a don't keep your day job Facebook group. So here it is. Hi everyone. I recently joined this online community, but I've been following Kathy's podcast through a major pivot in my career life goals. I'm a designer by day, but over the past year have been working on my dream to become a neon artist, a neon artist and have my own studio to be teaching someday. The past five years have thrown incredible curveballs my way from my mom's stroke to breast cancer. Neon has been healing for me and allows me to focus all my energy on something positive no matter where life takes me. I hope to share my work with others, but also to collaborate with other artists and be inspired by those I meet. After a year in LA, earning the trust of a local museum and in turn being able to bend neon glass at their studio, I felt confident enough to apply to my first exhibit. Out of 200 artists, I was one of 20 chosen. The exhibit just opened in downtown LA and a few of my friends were able to come visit from San Diego. I finally feel like I'm on the right path after being rejected from an Adobe grant and having one of my signs stolen. I'm so excited. So you guys, she posted a photo of some of her super cool neon art in the Facebook group. And if you live in LA, you can go check out the exhibit. It's called Labor of Love at Art Share LA and it's going on through October 7th. So this beautiful piece, one of my favorites of hers, it says all that glitters. And it's just so cool. She's making things out of neon. I just love it. Okay, so another win. Jen said this on Facebook. I finally got up the courage to have some actual conversations with real-life people in my target audience to validate my business idea. I learned about how they would describe the challenge they're facing, what their ideal solution would be, and now I can formulate my product to meet their needs. And most importantly, I learned that I don't have to figure it all out to start, that people will still respond to a version of me and my work that is not polished or a finished product, and that the work in progress phase can still resonate with people. Yes, Jen, that's exactly what I just said in the opening of this episode, 100%. The work in progress, non-polished version of you is still valuable, and you can absolutely be working with that, and that is where you should be right now, and I'm so proud of you because it takes tremendous courage good for you. Here's another one I want to share from Lori. Lori DM me on Instagram and wrote, I just want to tell you how much your Instagram and podcast have inspired me. You guys, you should be following me on Instagram because I post every single day myself and to respond to all my DMs. And I would love for you to come on over there. It's at Kathy.Heller. 
come check me out. Anyway, she said, I'm an educator by day, but my passion is health and nutrition. I suffered with an eating disorder and anxiety and depression for 15 years. I found exercise as a way to reduce anxiety. For years, I just haven't been happy. I was doing a hobby outside of work to find happiness. And every day at work was numbness. I was at a job for two years that increased my stress and depression. Gosh, this sucks. It hurts my heart to hear this. I finally decided to get my personal trainer certification and I've been enjoying helping family and friends. Then I went on to get a fitness nutrition certification to gain more knowledge of my love of nutrition. You have inspired me to take the next step to enroll in a nutrition school to become a health coach. I'm still working full-time in education and I'm a parent of two teens. However, my husband is really supportive of my dreams and we're planning for the future. So thank you. That is awesome. You guys can check out her Instagram at LAU Miller. That's really, really inspiring. I'm so happy to hear that you're doing things that make you happy and it's actually working and hopefully you're going to be transitioning from your day job to be doing that full time. That's really exciting. Okay. So here's a few questions. So one question came in from Taylor and she's at A World with Ray and she messaged me on Instagram and she said, I completely identify as a multi-passionate. I do not relate to people who are looking for their calling. I'm someone who needs 12 lifetimes to answer all of mine. But as you know, this little phenomenon has a tendency to cause paralysis. Which one do I pick? Can I combine any of them? Which one has the best potential for profit? If I pick this one, will I ever be able to do that one? And so it goes, ending with no action and 8 million tabs always open in my browser. I noticed that you mentioned this type of thinking in your most recent episode and Rosie's response was similar to the response that everyone gives. Just pick one and start somewhere. That's nice, but it's kind of like telling a person struggling with weight loss to just lose it already. Like, how do you do it? So Taylor, I'm so glad that you asked this and it's something that we're going to keep talking about. So I completely identify with you. I feel like I'm one of those people who loves lots of things. And I want to tell you a few things. Number one, you don't ultimately have to only do one thing. I think that as you sort of keep growing and keep exploring and and keep marching forward, you're going to find that you might be able to do several things at the same time. I mean, I right now, I'm still writing music. I'm working on um, a couple TV things right now with my songs and I'm writing a book and I'm doing a lot of public speaking and I'm doing this podcast. And then I have all these other things I get to do to be super creative and just supporting my business and working with a team. So that's interesting. But the other thing I want to tell you is She's kind of right when she says just pick one and start somewhere because the action leads to the clarity. The action leads to the clarity. So let's say you think to yourself, I just don't know. I love photography. I also love travel writing. I also love Pilates. I just love making ice cream. I just love all these things. Well, if you just keep frozen right there and you just stick with that problem and say to yourself, I can't choose, I can't choose, you're right, you probably can't. But if you decided to take an ice cream making class or you set up a little shop at the farmer's market and saw just how it went when you had to like make a batch of the ice cream and then bring your cooler and you're trying to sell it. And at the same time, you were working on some photography project. And a few weeks later, you decided to take a jaunt you know, on a day trip and you did some writing about it. When you start to get your hands dirty and you start experiencing things, you're actually going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot about what you don't like. You're going to learn a lot about what you do. And you're also going to figure out that there are things that you think 
are your zone of genius, but the world doesn't necessarily agree. And that's really helpful because ultimately, I think that there's a kindness to the way our destiny is shaped. And we wind up being led to the places where we can serve the most because people are going to be receptive when you're showing up and doing things that fill a need, that they like, that they want, that resonate, right? So I found for myself, you know, I came out here and I was like, oh, I want to be a musician and I want to have a record deal. And when I actually got a record deal, now I was actually dropped from two labels. So how many people can say they were dropped from two different record deals? In any case, when I was actually in both of those scenarios, I wasn't as happy there as I thought I was going to be. And part of me realized like I was a little out of my league. Like I was listening to sort of other people who were recording records and I was like, God, their voices, like they just slay. Like I, I, I just didn't feel like I had the stamina and they kept talking to me about, you know, what I would have to do to really hold my own. And I was like, huh, like, I was always the best singer, you know, in my second grade class. But now that I'm at Interscope, I felt like I was having to work really, really hard just to sort of, you know, match like the lowest rung of some of the other people that were there. And that was actually, it was humbling, but it was important. It was important to get that. And the fact that I got dropped from two labels let me know that while there was something, there was something there that made people want to take some notice ultimately, there were a lot of people on both of those teams who came back and gave me the information that they just didn't know how they were going to sell that record. They weren't sure it was like a slam dunk hit. So that's that's good to know. And then I thought, oh, I think I'm not going to be able to do music. So what the heck am I going to do? Because I thought my only calling was music. And then I thought, well, there's all these other things that are like sort of like a distant second, but there's like a row of things that I think I like. And so I made a list of like, I'd love to do floral design. I'd love to do interior design. Maybe I'll do some mindfulness stuff. And I was where you were. I was like, well, which one of these things is going to be it? And guess what? There was no way I was going to know. It's sort of like dating. You can make a list and say, this is the guy that I want to be with. He's going to be this tall. He's going to like these kinds of books. He's going to have this kind of accent, you know, and then you you sit there with your list and and you're like okay so i think this is what it is and the only way that you're actually going to find that person is by dating a person and then another person and then another person and usually you have to kiss a few frogs before you find your prince and what happens is by dating all these different people sometimes you realize that what you actually thought you wanted or needed it really wasn't even a fit but the point is you don't know. You go on a bunch of dates, you take some classes, and you discover not only what you really like doing. So I'd love you to do that. I'd love you to see what you like doing. But also, I want you to discover what your zone of genius really is because the world will let you know. You'll get the feedback, right? There'll be a flow or there won't be. And that's really helpful too. And so what ultimately happens is things sort of converge and there's this place where everything lines up where you're really liking something and other people are saying, yes, this is resonating. This is working. And so if you like it, and it's filling a need and it's what the world is saying yes to and the world wants it. That also usually means you're good at it. That's usually where you're going to find your ikigai. But what winds up happening is ultimately you can then bring in all those other things that you love. Like let's say you wind up starting a business in just one of those things and you get messy and you, you're courageous and you start exploring. And so you're thinking about photography and so you decide, you know, what? enough is enough. 
I don't want to have another year go by where I'm just like stuck with these 20 tabs open and the paralysis. So you say, I'm going to intern for a wedding photographer and see if I really like it, or I'm going to take a class in pottery. I'm just going to take it to the next step. And what's going to happen, hopefully, is you're going to see what you like. And you might get there and think, God, you know, I thought I liked photography, but when I actually saw what it's like as a job, I don't like it. I I really don't like it. I realized that the emphasis is really more on this aspect than I thought it was going to be, or I just didn't like being on my feet all day. Whatever it is, you're going to learn stuff about it. And then there might be this other thing where you go, I don't know. Like I was, you know, in the middle of like working with this floral designer and I was helping her in her store. And next thing I knew, I realized that my favorite part was like organizing the workspace. And three weeks in, I realized I want to be a professional organizer because I loved that part. And that was the thing everyone kept like commenting on was how tidy everything was. And I loved, you know, like putting everything in its proper place. That's the stuff. That right there, like that's the secret. <laughs> that That's the holy grail. But you can only get there if you have the courage to dive in. Everybody wants a quick fix. You want somebody to read you, you know, a tarot card and give you your tea leaves and tell you, this is who you're supposed to be. This is where you're supposed to be. And this is it. But really, we explore things and we find out what we like, what we don't like, and also what we're good at. Remember when Jenna Fisher was here and she talked about her husband who you know, he started out as an actor and then eventually he just wasn't getting the feedback that it was resonating as much as he wanted it to. And he started writing and he started directing and he started getting all of this response like, oh my God, your writing is so good. And and instead of being devastated, he was like, you know what? That's interesting. I do really like it. And it seems to be in the flow. So if you're asking the question, well, which one of these things is going to be the one that I'm really going to make a living from? You have to figure out which one of those things, not only do you like the most, but which one of those things is the world saying yes to the most. And so for me, look at me now, right? It's like I came out here with one thought, you know, music, 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 Sheryl Crow, Carol King, you know, that's where I thought I was headed. And I didn't even know what a podcast was. And I just kept trying things and saying yes to things and going, oh, God, no, I don't like doing that. Or, yeah, that was okay. Or, well, that was all right. But, you know, I don't really feel so excited about it. And just by continuing to try and try and try, this podcast sort of came about and I tried this and I love it so much. And I think now about, you know, like preparing to be on tour and, you know, having to be in a new city every night and, and wearing the queen bee's wardrobe. And I'm like, I, I, that's, that's her role. Like she's amazing, but this just feels like home to me. So I want you to think about doing all that. And then what I want you to know is you're going to find ways of weaving in all those things you like. If it's really true, if it really is going to stick, you're going to find ways of adding that in because whatever business you're going to have, you're going to get a lot of time to play and be creative because running a business or having your own business takes a lot of creativity. You get to design a website. You get to think about images. You get to create an Instagram. You get to choose quotes. You get to go live. You get to talk to people. But ultimately, what we're all in search of is purpose. What we're all really, really, really wanting is that feeling that something we do contributes, something we do affects somebody else. And so if that's really the North Star, then it doesn't really matter what package it comes in. It matters that we try turning over every stone until we just find the one. When we do that one, that's the one that touches somebody else the most. And I think that's why I was led here. And maybe that's why it feels the best. So I hope that that was good food for thought. But 
I think probably the reason that you don't want to, you know, move away from the 18 tabs on your computer and start is because you're just afraid of, you know, not getting it right or being messy or it wasting time, quote unquote. But it's not a waste of time because all of that is so valuable because it's going to lead you to exactly where you're supposed to be. So I know that you have a destiny and that there is something that you were created to do. So please keep marching on. So here's one more question. Michelle recently joined our Facebook group. So welcome, Michelle. She said this in her Facebook group. A friend of mine recently told me about this podcast and I've been devouring and listening to it ever since. Right now, I'm in the middle of processing everything and really trying to nail down what exactly it is I want and what my why is. So if you're way ahead of me in this process, I'd love to hear how you were able to determine what it is that you wanted and what your why is. At first, I thought I wanted to design and decorate homes because that was my dream for many, many years. But now I'm not so sure. A friend of mine told me to get on Etsy and Instagram and sell things. I have no idea how to do any of that. I've been stifled in a desk job for too many years. And although I'm really a creative person, being stuck behind the desk for so long has kind of killed the creative juices I once had. How do I get them flowing again? What do you do to build up your confidence when you're feeling like you're lacking the talent you need to have? So what I want to do first is just share some of the awesome feedback that some of the other people in the Facebook group, you guys are so awesome. Some of the other listeners uh, responded to her. So Stacy said to her, I love that you're nailing down what it is you want and your why. I think those are the first steps. And once you are really solid with that, everything else flows more easily. I don't believe we quote unquote lose our creativity. Ask yourself what kinds of creative things you enjoy. How could you incorporate more of those activities in your daily or weekly life? And then Liz said to her, for the longest time, I felt like my why had to be huge and have a big social impact. I found myself getting stuck around that. I had to allow myself to bring my why down to size. I realized my why is because I want more freedom to be able to travel, visit my sons, to not have to ask permission for my time or my money from any other person than myself. And I want freedom to create, to learn, to explore, and to be my true self. It felt almost selfish to admit that this is my why. But out of that, I realized that I'm also passionate about helping other women feel the same. So now my why has grown to have a larger impact. I would start small. Really think how you want to feel and how you want your days to look. Allow yourself to dream. We forget how to do that sometimes. As far as not understanding Etsy, all of that will come in time. Don't let those places keep you stuck. It's so easy to do, but we live in a world of infinite resources for learning. But for now, think about your why, and then you can play around with the what and then the how. So, so sweet and so supportive. So yeah, I think that they're both you know, really on the right track. I just wanted to comment on what Liz said. Um, I used to feel that way too. I used to feel like every song had to be about something that would help somebody who was listening. Like it had to have this big message. So a lot of the songs I was writing in the beginning were kind of like episodes of the show, you know, telling other people that they, that they were enough, that they should go for it, that they could overcome. And I used to say to my therapist, you know, if I went on stage and I do a concert and I just sing songs about my own story or my own life, and they're not about the audience and they're not really directed at making somebody else feel something and, and feeling better, then I don't really feel like I should do it. It's, I feel like a sense of shame. I felt like it was being selfish. And she said, oh my gosh, like it's so not true. And ultimately, I learned to write songs that were just me sharing my heart and sharing what I'd been through. And I do some of that on my Instagram and on this podcast as well. And when we have guests on, they share their own stories and look how much that inspires you. And so you do have a huge impact to make. Like people think that the only way to change the world is to be on a, you know, some rally or protesting. But really, if you're doing something as simple as making yourself happier and doing things that make you feel good and creating things, think about how many people who cross your path are going to be inspired that that might be something that's available to them. And how many people that you could give permission to. We've talked about that before, but it is such a noble thing because then the more freedom you started feeling, you're like, I want other people to feel this way. And that usually is the next thing that happens is when you start to actually find joy and let yourself 
receive joy, you want other people to feel that. And so you do other things to support other people's businesses or to empower other people to get busy um, pursuing what they love. And I see so many business owners and creative people doing that and being a voice for other people and helping them. And I think that's what people on this show do. I think all of the people who've agreed so generously to tell their story, I think that they are a light. They're like a lighthouse for so many other creatives. And so in that way, that is a huge, powerful why. And I think if you want to get back in touch with your creativity, maybe think about things that are, are really good at generating that catharsis. Like take yourself to a play, you know, Dear Evan Hansen is going to be in town. I love this play. It's coming to town in October. Like, go see that play. It's going to make you feel a lot. Or go to a concert or take yourself on a date to a museum, leave your phone, you know, at home and just walk around and like let things wash over you. Or get out of your comfort zone and go to a poetry reading and just sit there and just listen. Do things that help you bridge from your mind back down into your heart and, and see what that feels like. You could also go to a breathwork class. Um, there's also things like sound baths. There's a lot of things that can sort of help you get out of your head and back into alignment with yourself and with your core. But it's there. It hasn't left you. It's just a muscle. You just kind of have to like use it and turn the light on and you're going to see with the flick of a switch that there's just so much in there and the dam will break and there'll be so much stuff just dying to come out. Okay. So a few announcements. I am writing a book and it is due very soon. A couple of weeks it is due. I would love to include more of your stories. So if you've been listening to the show and you've been taking action and seeing things sprout and there's momentum and it's been so fun and so cool, I'd love to give you a shout out in the book. And I'll also be saving these to give people shout outs on these Thursday episodes. So send me an email, tell us your story. You can send me an email to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. And also, um, there's still a few tickets left to this October 4th and 5th two-day live event I'm going to do. Uh, with special guests, Matthew Del Negro. He's giving a keynote speech, Melissa Camilleri from Shop Compliment, Wayne Fetterman. Not to mention, I'm going to give you a chance to come up and share what you've been doing if you want. I'm going to give a couple different opportunities for people to get up and share with everybody what you're doing. And you can get some feedback from me and from the other panelists and speakers as well. I think it's going to be super inspiring. So please join us. You got to get your tickets soon. If you go to the show notes, there's a link on iTunes. Or if you go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash workshop, you can get tickets there. And you can use promo code dreamjob20 to get 20% off your ticket. And it's going to be super fun. Two days that are going to make you feel like you can rip the face off of this world and do everything you want to do. And if you're feeling inspired right now, then please do something with this feeling. You know, like don't wait for this feeling to come again. Do something with it. I know it's scary, but send an email to somebody or call your best friend and share your idea or write it down or open up Etsy and put up your page with that one image that you think is terrible, but that one thing that you actually have or open up your laptop and make a messy version of the first chapter of your book. Please use this moment to do something because the more you do, you're actually gonna see that things start to sprout. It's just like magic that way. I love you guys and I'll talk to you on Monday.